standby to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Hey, it's Tito Jeff Fidoff here with you. Welcome to the Buckeye Blitz on FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. I am the aforementioned Jeff Fedoff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at It Happens. And uh, we've got lots to get into today. Ohio State, um, their wide receiver room, another member has left in the transfer portal. Uh, Caleb Brown, he was uh, from the 2020 recruiting class. He is a second-year wide receiver. And he, I'm sorry, he's a second-year wide receiver that also um, is leaving Caleb Burke just recently. But look, Ohio State's got like, you know, 30 receivers that are on the roster. So inevitably, guys are going to leave. That's going to happen when you're a wide receiver university like Ohio State has proven again that they are. And it's going to be the 2024 NFL draft. Marvin Harrison, uh, Mecca, Google, they're, they're going to go also in the draft next year in the first round, I have to believe. So um, anyway, uh, he is one of the two guys that have left. Um, Caleb Burton kind of both left now. Those are the two that are gone. And that was uh, Brown was the number 79 player, number 13 wide receiver overall. And it's just there's too many bodies in there. Ohio State keeps getting better. You're going to have guys. This is what is going to happen with Ohio and specifically receivers. You're going to see too many guys get in there. And after a year, if you don't play or don't play much, and you see more good five-star guys coming in, you're going to see the writing on the wall and go elsewhere. It's perfectly fine, understandable. It's going to happen probably in the quarter point two. Surprise doesn't happen more often in the running back room with how loaded the running back room is for Ohio State. Um, but uh, we talked to the Adam Lorenzo Stiles Jr. already in the transfer portal. Uh, the Pickerington natives have got two years of eligibility left and is heading over there to um, the back for Ohio State. So, uh, another thing I want to get NFL draft. You know, this first round of the NFL draft, ratings were up 13% Across the board, they were up overall for all three uh, all three days, all seven rounds. Round one on Thursday, two and three Friday, four through seven on Saturday, and up thirteen percent in that first round. I'm telling you, quarterbacks in Ohio State. That's what did it. First of all, because um, when it comes to the quarterbacks going high in the draft, you weren't sure Will Levis obviously dropped down to the second round, but you know where they were going to go. There was news about CJ. Because of this ridiculous t- score, or that it might go defense. That second, that ended up going defense. The third traded, uh, made a couple of moves there to get two and three. But nonetheless, if you look at television rating time, there's a big time when they show college football rankings for ratings for not just Ohio State games, but just you know BCS games. God, that's old. CFP games. When for CFP games, when you see ratings for NFL playoff games. Things like that. The city of Columbus in the state of Ohio are always so high up on as far as the markets where they show like what the ratings are going to be. This market in Columbus and in the state of Ohio is so football crazed. So whenever there's the most probably I know Jalen Carter um, had the off the field incident that happened with him that uh, led him to a little bit that happened that came out during the uh, the news of that came out during the combine. But when it get leading up to the draft, all the news was about C.J. Stroud and was and when you have the most interesting, most talked about high draft pick, where he might go in the draft, he might drop like he was at one point they thought he'd go number one. Then it was no, he's going to go number two. 
Then Peter King comes out and says, no, he might, he might drop out of the top seven. When you have an Ohio State player like that, an Ohio State quarterback like that, who is that, um, has so much across the board on where he's going to end up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean high ratings for the draft. So a 30% um, increase, it looks like, um, over last year for the first round of the NFL draft, which is great. Um, they were up across the board, up Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all three of them, they were up, so that happened. Uh, so, um, Illinois Chancellor Robert Jones, Robert J. Jones, he was talking to the Athletic. He's also, by the way, the chair of the Big Ten's Council of Presidents and Chancellors, and he was asked about expansion, possibly, yeah, it's up to 16 teams. Like a 16 school league um, when USC and UCLA joined just about a year. And he just basically said that, look, right now we're working on just trying to integrate USC and UCLA and trying to figure out how we're going to handle the travel part of things. And, um, you know, because it, it's one thing for football where you come in, you play your game, you go home. That's fine. Uh, it's one thing for, you know, a, a team like Ohio State or Michigan to go out west to play a game, come home. You can manage all that. But when you have schools that play multiple games in the market and non-revenue sports sometimes you want to be more creative about it and try to get schedules set up so maybe when you play ohio state in baseball you also stick around for another week and maybe you play maryland in baseball or however you're going to do it you know but so there's some certain moving parts to that they're trying to figure out on how to do it so uh, basically what jones told the athletic was we're trying to integrate them figure out the best way to handle this we're not worried about moving up yet as far as adding more teams understand this though i know that's what he said i will tell you the big 10 is going to add more teams at some point it's going to happen it, it's inevitable that it has to, i think the big 10 eventually will be a 20 school league i think you'll end up having three 20 team conferences six 10 team divisions making up those 20 conferences which is stupid to me because that's what we used to have was we could have had six 10 team conferences already but now I think it's blended. There'll be three conference commissioners. And I, I think the ACC, Big 12, and SC, and I'm sorry, Pac-12 will somehow form together one conference. And then the offshoots will go various places elsewhere. Um, you know, Notre Dame obviously is still the big fish out there. But I think eventually it's what we're going to have three 20-team mega conferences. And we'll see how that all plays out. But um, it, it's I, I think that's where we're, we're headed. I guess I could see four 16-team things if that happened. But geography is out the window now. Um, you know, like uh, the, the the Midwest call the Big Ten is out the window since they've got Maryland Rutgers. And, you know, they, they poached Nebraska. They got Penn State. And then they, they're out west now with USC and UCLA. The, the traditional thing is gone. And as much as older college football or college sports fans want to enjoy that, when the Big Ten was just 10 schools, you know, among Ohio and Michigan and Indiana, you know, um, and Illinois, when it was just those schools involved in it, that was at Minnesota. That was a different, was a different world. It's not that way anymore. And you're going to see that where geography, tradition, culture means nothing. All they're looking at is eyeballs and being able to generate revenue through the media rights. Other news, um, Jaden Reed uh, for Michigan State, when he was hurt earlier this year in Washington, they needed somebody to fill that void. 
And Keon Coleman was that guy from Michigan State. He was nine for 116, two touchdowns receiving um, in uh, a game the Spartans ended up losing to one. Now, Coleman has entered um, the transfer. We've already gone to the NFL. Keon Coleman entered the transfer portal, and it looks like it was about a week and a half ago when he made that known. Uh, but at the same time, then, after that, Peyton Thorne, the quarterback, returning starting quarterback, two-year starting quarterback from Michigan State, also said that he was entering the transfer portal. Those are a couple of big losses for Michigan State. Now, Coleman might stay. It sounds like, from what I've been able to, to research, is that um, Coleman might stick around. I don't think he wanted to play with Thorne again. There was a battle for the quarterback competition still going on at Michigan State. Looks like Thorne is not, like the odd man out. When he was a uh, – his first year being a full-time starter was back in 2021. He had a great year. Kenneth Walker was there, though. Remember, Kenneth Walker, the running back, who's now in Seattle, had a fantastic year. Anyway, Thorne threw for over 3,200 yards that year, uh, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Last year without Walker, uh, Thorne was not nearly as good. So looks like he, he's on the way around, which would be big for Michigan State because they already have enough holes to fill, and they are coming off, again, a very disappointing 24-7 sports. Sticking with the college football theme with the Big Ten. 24-7 Sports went out and predicted the records for every Big Ten team. And they didn't say specifically who the losses and wins would be against. But based on what you can what you know about the, the way they came out with it, they, they've had Ohio State State all 11 and 1, all 8 and 1 in the conference, meaning that somehow they're gonna think you're gonna go one and one against each other, probably. That's how it looks like they're gonna do it. But we've got Ohio State Michigan. Penn State all protected them in the conference. Um, that's in the Big Ten East, followed by Maryland, seven and five overall, four in the conference. Michigan State, six and six overall, four and five in the conference. Indiana, three and nine, one and eight. Rutgers, four and eight, one and eight. So um, they somehow had projected it. They didn't say, they didn't go into details about how they thought the losses would occur for Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, that they didn't procrastinate their procrastinate. God. Uh, prognosticate enough out to see who will be playing in the Big Ten Championship on the Big on the Big Ten East side. Over the West, we're clear they got Wisconsin going ten and two overall, seven and two in the Big Ten. I could see that. Iowa nine three six and three, Minnesota eight four overall, six and three in the conference. The Nebraska seven and five and four. That would be a huge win for Matt Rule if he gets. Nebraska to seven wins this year. That would automatically justify already the hiring of him and the firing of Scott Frost. Uh, Illinois five and seven, three and six. Purdue four and eight, two and seven. Northwestern two and ten, zero oh and nine. So, twenty four seven Sports is projecting that it's going to be either Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game, and that's how I see it as well. In case Wisconsin is just going to be so damn good this year, I love the Luke Fickle hire. Um, I hate to be the former Buckeye. The pairings that were made when you got him going there and you've got uh, Matt Rule to Nebraska, two very, very skin hires in the Big Ten that they were able to get those guys in the Big Ten West. And then it's only going to get better in 2024 when you got USC coming in with Lincoln Riley and UCLA, at least as it stands now, with Chip Kelly. The Big Ten coaching numbers. Like, look at the, the quality of coaching. you got Ryan Day, you've got Harbaugh, you've got Franklin, you've got um, obviously Fickle now. Rule, throw Riley and Chip Kelly into that. I mean, it really is a stacked, loaded conference as far as coaching talent goes. Yeah, get you out of here on this one. The uh, ESPN released the early top 25 for women's hoops coming up this season. LSU defending champ, they've got them at number one. Totally good. They only got better. Um, they, they're LSU's 
going to be really good again this year. UConn, second, and look, that's all going to be, um, you know, if Paige Buchers can stay healthy, that's huge for UConn. They've got Iowa three, Caitlin Clark, the best women's college basketball player I've seen in a long time. I'm at number three. UCLA, yeah, I'm at number four. Utah State checks in at six. Look, the Buckeyes getting Celeste Taylor is such a big ad for this team. Adding her onto that defensive front. You have J.C. Sheldon for a full year. She was very, uh, you know, she didn't play much at all during the regular season last year. Get getting her for a full season, you know, it it's a it's a huge deal for this team. Adding Celeste Taylor to that. Indiana, another Big Ten team, seven. So that tells you right now that the Big Ten with three in the top seven. ESPN projects to be stacked, not to mention Maryland's number 17, Nebraska's number 25. Five Big Ten teams in the top 25 in the very early rankings. Also, USC, future Big Ten team, 18. You say USC would make that technically 17, but we're early on that. Nonetheless, can't to see what Kevin Wild does this year. I'm so excited to watch him. Fantastic job with Ohio State and his injuries he's been here. So that's the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks for tuning in right here on Fan Street Sports. Powered by DSP Media. And follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Would love to hear from you. I'm Jeff Thidoff. Tito, they call me right here on Fan Stream Sports. This has been the Buckeyes Daily Blitz.